For this series of podcasts, we created a bank of 250 flying-related questions, some serious, some not so much. We then put them into a random question generator and asked pilots to give us their answers. The results are often thought-provoking, hilarious or even reassuring. This week's guest is... Uh, West Clusy. Uh, um, I learned to fly in Venezuela, but I spent most of my flying life in New Zealand. Um, I'm working at the moment in a, a drop zone, skydiving company, but I've been doing a lot of different kind of jobs, tourism, very interesting things, I would say. I'm 41. I've been flying for around 15 years. I When I learned to fly when I was around 23, but I stopped for four years, I I couldn't get the gear and all the stuff and then I started having stopped since. Okay, we sent you 10 random questions. What did you want to be when you were growing up? Well, when I was growing up, I was going through different phases. I wanted to be from a firefighter to a veterinary. But actually the veterinary won most of the time. I wanted to heal and take care of my pets and other people's pets, actually. Funny, it didn't end up being there. I ended up studying architecture and not doing anything about it. What paragliding innovation has most improved safety? Well, about that, I'm not, I don't know much about specific things, but uh, through the whole years I've been flying, I found out that I really appreciate whatever the technology or study has been going through when you actually have uh, collapses, asymmetrics or frontals, and then you glider actually, it doesn't turn drastically like it keeps kind of like in a nice way and you don't end it up in the wrong place i do appreciate that actually i don't know what is actually involved it's just the design the profile the materials i really don't know but i think that is amazing they have made the sport quite safe knowing that in no in given times you will have a collapse uh, prevented and you ended up actually come out from it very, very safe. Have you ever missed an important event because you went out flying or you went XC? Ah, uh, yes. I, I missed one of my best friend's weddings. <laughs> but although it was, it was the nationals, I was supposed to fly to Venezuela for her wedding. And I was just like, it was exactly the same day uh, through the nationals. And I was just like, oh, national wedding, national wedding, my best friend wedding and the nationals won. I hope she doesn't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> what is the most ridiculous thing a non-flyer has ever said to you about paragliding? I've been kind of thinking about it and I can't remember much like something ridiculous. I don't know. I'm not sure if it's that it has been a long time that I haven't heard any ridiculous say to me, but I can tell you that Something that I always find hilarious or it makes me smile is every time my mom tell me, now, coming from Venezuela, we come from a very Catholic country. So my mom is kind of like about God and go to church and stuff. And since you start flying, basically, as I started in Venezuela, you usually go on the weekends and forget about church, forget about everything in life, basically. You just go and fly. So I remember my mom all the time come and tell me, "Oh, Cousy, you don't believe in you don't you don't believe in God. You don't talk to God anymore. You don't go to church." And I'm like, "Mom, I doubt that any paragliding pilot don't believe in God because we keep praying all the time. 
could be, I want a thermal, please a bubble, let me miss those trees. Oh, I want it just one more and I promise we talk all the time with him. I promise you that we're very in contact with whatever is out there that is kind of protecting or whatever. So I would say that would be. <laughs> and the higher you get, the closer you're to God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I said, you know, when you want to be a little bit kind of cheeky, you would say that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In three words, how would you describe yourself as a pilot? Okay, I would say the first one will be solitary, but I don't want it to take it in a very like, not lonely. It's just that I like to fly on my own. You see, I go and I do my stuff on my own. I'm not a group, a paragliding group person. Used to be at the beginning, but when I moved out to New Zealand, it was very hard to find exactly the same I had from Venezuela. So I have to adapt in working with different days off, depending on weather and stuff. Well, I ended up going on my own. So I would say one of the words will be solitary. The second one will be safe. I'm very safe. I'll, I'll basically, that will define me very much. Fingers crossed. I heard nobody just come and say it like a oh, rubbish. But anyway, and the other one will be free because I'm, I do whatever I want. I don't go with what most people say or trend. So what it should be to be I'm kind of like I will I'll fly the, the glider that I want and I'm, I'm kind of like yeah I would say free yeah who's your all-time hand gliding or paragliding hero well I have a heroine it's a woman and it's a pilot it's Petra Slivova I remember when I was uh, at the beginning as well I heard about her I don't know if actually what I'm going to tell you is actually true, because when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, I never checked if what they told me was true, actually. But I heard that when she was in Australia for the World uh, Championship, she was leading for most of the time. And I remember thinking that that was amazing, that just, just in one half that she bumped out, and that's why she ended up losing, actually. But she was very close to actually won an overall of a big, big uh, comp. And for me, that that was amazing. Honestly, when I was growing up in the paragliding, I was just like, wow, that's awesome. Well done. I was very happy with that. What's the biggest risk you've taken in flying? Um, one time in one nationals here, we went to a new site for takeoff and it was kind of like didn't have the perfect takeoff. I'm not confident or taking off in a strong wind. With that wind, I wasn't uh, confident, and it was very steep, and the cycles were kind of like you need to pick everything kind of right. So I silly decided to go a little bit cross to a place that it was a little bit flatter, but it was kind of like lee cross side and wait for no wind and took off. Honestly, when I took off, I was like, if something happened here, I can't blame anybody that myself because this was silly but thank god nothing happened imagine you just won the x alps and you landed on the raft in monaco perfectly what tune would they be blasting out of the tannoy i would say are you gonna go my way from lenny kravitz i love it have you ever shouted at your wing not really but i do talk to her lots like i don't shout like hey not, nothing it's kind of like team talk like you have to stay together please don't disappear on me stay there we can cope like I, I try to give 
give the bladder confidence like it needed, you know. Although I talked to thermos as well. I'm getting very upset when, I'm, when I came out from it. I said that they actually they spit me. I'm like, oh, you spit me, you bitch, and then turn around and get back again. So if I ever have a kind of like a, an argument, will be with thermos more than with my glider. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is the most bizarre sight that you've ever seen when you've landed? Well, um, I'm not sure about it. I think the most strange thing that happened when, while I was going to land, it happened to me in Roldanillo. You know, Roldanillo, you sometimes land in the football field, you know, that is in town town. So I was going to, was going to land and then there was kind of a smoke in one of the ends of the, of the field. And it was perfectly showing one direction. I was like, sweet, no doubt I have to fly in the opposite direction. Yeah, perfect, you know. And as soon as I pass it, it actually started being tailwind. And I was just like, what? I have to basically stall my wing from about two or three meters. Thank God for my back protection and everything. But I then afterwards, I, I learned that there is in one point when there is one thermal sucking one side and the other sucking the other, I kind of like leave that in real life like but I was the wind the wind was actually strong or the thermal was sucking quite strong the smoke so there was no doubt when I was doing my pattern then I landed so more than something that I saw when I landed it was just the conditions when I landed it was just like wow but I learned that that I have to be very careful all the time when you land in places with no wind socks or stuff like that but luckily we actually ended up good not too bad actually and you had a, managed to have a nice conversation with your glider then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, I was talking to myself. I'm like, what? You can't even trust in the smoke. What can you trust in the things then? So, yeah, you can't trust anything. You have to be always careful that something will come out like a rabbit from a hat. You're like, oh, surprise. Great stuff. Thank you very much. For more paragliding and hang gliding related podcasts, please visit the podcast page of www.theparaglider.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast or any of our many previous podcasts, webcasts or articles, please consider making a donation to the paraglider. You can find the donate button on any of the podcast pages of the site or on the homepage at www.theparaglider.com. Many thanks.